What Do We Do? A podcast discussing wealth management and financial planning. Introducing listeners to the leaders in our community. Hosted by the founder and CEO of Great Lakes Wealth, Dewey Steffen. Alongside WWJ Midday News anchor, Brooke Allen. Hey, I'm Brooke Allen. Our goal with the What Do We Do podcast is to educate listeners on topics that impact your financial growth, your retirement, and your lifestyle. And I'm Dewey Steffen. Join us twice a month as we welcome some of today's leaders in the community for conversations that can help with investment decisions so you can plan for and live your best life. Here's Dewey Steffen alongside Brooke Allen. Hey, I'm Brooke Allen. Thanks so much for being with us. Of course, this is the What Do We Do podcast, uh, season two, episode 13, number 55. Thanks so much for being with us. And uh, Dewey Stefan, so nice to see you. You know, it feels like it's always a long time uh, in between, but here we are. So, hey. Brooke, it's great to see you. Episode 55, as we always say, 55, but we're just getting started. Exactly. So it seems. Yes. Anyway, happy to be here. Thanks for uh, being here again. Oh, and, yeah, no, uh, my pleasure. What are we going to talk about today? You know, Death and taxes, right? Both things are guaranteed. Are we talking death? <laughs> no, we're talking taxes. Oh, okay. All right. Fair so um, tax season obviously is upon us, right? Yeah. And first of all, the deadline, right, is a little bit different. It's not April 15th. It's not. It is not. What is it? You what tell happened? me. Oh, man. <laughs> I heard it's April 18th. Correct. Monday, April 18th. Is that correct? It is. And I think there's actually two states out there um, that have April 19th for some um interesting reason I have no idea why but mm-hmm. let's for this audience say April 18th is the deadline right for the 2022 21 good catch <laughs> just checking it is 2022 but this is for the 2021 tax filing deadline right so there's a lot of changes that have happened right um, and with the pandemic unemployment all this stuff that has happened um, the big thing is investments and how do you know what to file and when ooh there's a lot to lot to attack there, Brooke. <laughs> exactly. Okay, well, let's start with a quote from Albert Einstein. Okay. Okay, how about this? Albert Einstein says that this, I'm going to find out if you know what it is, mm-hmm. this is too difficult for a mathematician. It takes a philosopher. Hmm. What is that? Taxes. Taxes. <laughs> Filing your taxes, yes. doing your tax return. Too difficult for a mathematician. It requires a <laughs> philosopher, right? So with that, there are absolutely changes pretty much every single year. And uh, this filing year is no different. So we're going to go with our uh, with our audience. We're mm-hmm. going to go ahead and uh, walk through some of the changes okay. and try to give a little help and a little insight. There's you know about, I don't know, six weeks left until the deadline. So it's not too late. Some think because it's after January 1st, it's all done. 2021 is over, but it's not. There are some things that you can definitely do before the deadline of April 18th and also um, things you can you know, prepare for to make it a little bit easier on you. Fair? That is fair. Okay. Um, and with that, I am going to disclose that we are not CPAs. No. <laughs> we are not uh, professional tax preparers. Everything that we're talking about today is um, knowledge, but please consult with your tax professional before you make any decisions. Don't hold us responsible. Exactly right. We're happy to help, <laughs> but um, that's part of being a part of the community, okay? For sure. Um, with that, let's start, I think, with... Maybe different ways you can prepare your taxes. I kind of think there's three. Okay. You can do it yourself. You can hire a tax preparer, 
or you could hire a certified public accountant or equivalent. Okay. So um, what would you think would be the difference or why would someone do it themselves versus a tax preparer versus a CPA? And maybe even what are the differences between the differences? Well, I think a lot of people choose to file their own taxes because they think it's going to save them money. Save them money how? Meaning they don't have to pay they somebody? They don't have to pay someone to prepare it. And, you know, I just think that they think that's simpler. But I kind of disagree with that. DIY. Do it yourself? Yeah. DIY. Yep. So that's probably it, right? TurboTax and other um, other online do-it-yourself uh, approaches seems to be the way a lot of people go. And there is probably a fair number that that's okay for. Um, if you file a... Um, standard deduction return without itemizing, which I guess is something we'll have to talk about, okay. then maybe again, if you have, you know, a standard return, if you're just checking some boxes and putting some things in, then maybe um, having a uh, online do-it-yourself approach or I guess old school with pad of paper and a pencil, right. probably not even um, done anymore. I don't even know. No. But, right? No. In fact, the IRS is not to do that because you're going to wait forever for your refund. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Well, fair enough. And one of the uh, tips that we'll share with the audience today is just that. If you file electronically, you will get your refund faster. <laughs> it will actually be a more complete uh, return in the IRS's eyes. They say something like only 3% of those returns filed electronically have issues or errors versus 20% of others. Mm -hmm. So with that, um, you may be subject to an audit as well. So uh, something to think about there. Scary word. I guess I've never had one, but I think again, um, you know, um, like you said, death and taxes, it's mm -hmm. all part of life and part of the game. And so if you um, are audited, you know, that's all, maybe that's another podcast it, right? for, for another, sure. another, another uh, <laughs> episode, but the uh, standard deduction amount. So this might be helpful for people who are looking to do it themselves, mm -hmm. DIY versus a tax preparer versus a CPA would be the standard deduction for single uh, would be $12,550. Married filing jointly would be $25,100. And head of household, if anyone files like that, it's a little more rare, would be $18,800. And do you know what those numbers mean or what, what this standard deduction amount means? No, tell me. Okay. Well, um, it means that if you are just uh, not having to itemize and go through all of your receipts and really calculate all of the deductions you can get, um, I think you have some kids, don't yes, you? Yes, I have dependents. Okay. And so do you get to deduct them? I do. How come? Because they're mine. They should deduct you. <laughs> no, uh, they shouldn't. No, okay. no, there's two of them. So, you know. Okay. Right. So with uh, deductions and mm -hmm. things that you can deduct, it makes um, the ability for you to um, reduce your taxable income uh, significantly in some circumstances. So if you have a lot going on, as they say, then you may not want to just file a standard return with those standard deductions. Fair enough. Right. You want to okay. get the most you can, right? Yes. So that's where, if it is a standard checking some boxes, then you can, again, go online, do it uh, yourself mm -hmm. uh, pretty simply, and you're done. As long as it's done accurately, then there you and, go. Uh, and you're notified immediately if there's something wrong. It seems like there's a ding or something, right? And you know um, if you file electronically, if they need something else. I mean, you're notified pretty quickly. 
So I'll ask you if that's true or not. I've never filed a tax return myself, okay. so I will um, say I have no idea. Okay. But I certainly know have many people who have done TurboTax or equivalent filing online electronically, and they seem to have figured it out. Yes. So that is uh, fair enough. But um, there are some tricks, even when you're filing uh, a standard return, a standard deduction return, where you can... Um, if you're over age 65, get an additional deduction. If you're blind, you get additional deduction. So there are also, um, you know, with COVID, some extra opportunities for, uh, again, the child tax credit, et cetera, mm -hmm. that you um, want to make sure you're checking those right boxes if you're going to do it yourself. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Step one. I would say that most people um, should go to level two or level three, in my humble opinion, which is a tax preparer or a CPA or equivalent. Um, and what the heck's the difference between those two? I was two? just going to ask you. Tell me. Well, they both prepare taxes. Right. One, you have to be licensed and accredited, and that would be the CPA, the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants. You have to take an exam. Uh, you have 150 credit hours focused on accounting, business, general education, and you must have a bachelor's degree, I believe. So all of that to say that a CPA can represent you to the IRS in a situation that may occur. Does that make sense? Yeah, like an audit, right? Well, maybe. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, also, a tax preparer mm -hmm. does not have to have these requirements. I think in some states, a tax preparer has to have a PTIN, a P10, preparer tax identification number. But in some states, I think anybody can just go ahead and file your taxes for you and call themselves a tax preparer, take a little check from you, mm -hmm. a little Apple Pay, a little Venmo. <laughs> Right. A little cash, a little crypto, mm -hmm. and then they can do your return for you. Um, and I'm not going to say that um, they're irresponsible or uh, not adequate, but there's definitely a difference between someone who has a uh, college degree and 150 hours focused on accounting practices and principles and is uh, uh, recognized by the IRS in that regard versus a doing-it-yourself or be um, a tax preparer. But I think the more investments you have, I mean, your retirement, your age, right? All of that may need you to kind of up your ante, right? As far as how you do this. So a lot of it, I think, is um, work in and work out, meaning you can do it all yourself. Uh, you can um, do an itemized tax return yourself. Again, need the receipts, need to understand the tax code, need right. to understand exactly what it is. And it depends on how much time and effort you want to do. Um, if you have a simple cold, you go to urgent care. Maybe you don't even do that. You just stay home, mm -hmm. uh, get your rest, some chicken soup, and uh, you know just uh, let it pass through. Let it pass, right. But if you happen to sever, you know your arm and it's um, uh, bleeding profusely, and there may be a traumatic situation. Pretty sure you might uh, at least go to that next level, which would be urgent care. Right. Or, again, run to the ER. Um, and so maybe, again, you can liken doing your taxes the same thing. There is another, Brooke, there is another type of tax professional out there. Mm -hmm. Have you ever heard of this person called an enrolled agent? I have not. You have not? No. Brooke, where have you been? <laughs> I don't know. We did a podcast a few weeks back with our team here at Great Lakes Wealth, and one of our individuals, Matt Stoikov, is just this. He is an enrolled agent with the IRS, and this is a, uh, this is a category that the IRS 
has authorized as saying it's the highest level of certification awarded by the IRS, that they have the same um, capabilities Mm -hmm. as a CPA, but they also um, have specific knowledge and training to tax prepare, you know, situations. So um, Matt in our office is not a CPA, but he is an enrolled agent. So when I always say, I cannot consult you on your tax situation. I always say, but Matt Stoikoff can. Right. <laughs> exactly. So with that, um, again, there's do-it-yourself, mm-hmm. tax preparers, CPAs, and enrolled agents. That sounds kind of fancy. <laughs> Absolutely. And he's uh, he's he's taken the classes and done the work and taken the test to do that. So it is fancy. <laughs> fancy. fancy. Applebee's fancy. Exactly. You know that, what I'm talking about. Hey guys, it's Brooke. I want to take a minute to talk to you about Dewey Stefan and his great team at Great Lakes Wealth. Do you feel overwhelmed managing your assets? Well, Great Lakes Wealth offers Wall Street solutions with Main Street values. That is really what they are all about. They will help you develop a custom financial plan utilizing all of your assets and keeping your goals in mind. That is what Great Lakes Wealth is all about, helping you and your family achieve your financial dreams. So go to greatlakeswealth.us to schedule an appointment today and tell Um, Okay, so now that we've decided that if you have those standard deduction numbers that Mm -hmm. I just referenced and you're going to do a standard tax return, then go ahead, type it in. Right. And again, file as early as you can if you're going to get a refund. Right. Another little uh, piece of information for you and our listeners out there. Oh, and by the way, Mm -hmm. I'd like to thank all of our listeners. Yes. We are over 25,000 downloads, likes, subscribes. We're almost at 30,000. We're not quite there yet. So please share, tell a friend, uh, continue to listen and download. We thank you so much being part of our community. Uh, This information is for our community. And so with that, we are so excited. We're almost at 30,000. We can do it. We can do it. We can do it. (laughs) Um, Episode 56. Maybe we're there, but either way, we're just so blessed. We're so proud. Thank you, uh, Brooke, for all your efforts. And again, all of our podcast listeners, YouTube viewers out there, uh, couldn't be doing it without you. So uh, thumbs up, right? Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. (laughs) Two thumbs up. You got it. Um, So what was I going to say before I was interrupted by myself? I think you might have, uh, you might be referencing the fact that I just blanked. <laughs> I knew where you were going, but I can't remember okay. it. Out. I don't remember what it was either, so we'll have to just figure it out. But um, if you're beyond the category of doing a standard deduction mm-hmm. and the next level is to do an itemized tax deduction, we're going to walk through some things that you can do to help your tax professional do your return and things that you can do to, again, make it a positive situation all the way through. And now I do remember what it was. I was going to uh, give you a little piece of information there for our viewers and our (laughs) listeners. And me, apparently. And (laughs) you as well. So um, here it is. If you file your tax return early, you can get your refund early, right? That means that you've overpaid your taxes throughout the year for things that you've done, primarily the wages of work. And so you can uh, request that refund or your money back mm-hmm. ASAP. Right. Fair. And if you um, aren't going to do it until April 18th, right. or you're going to file an extension, you actually don't need to file an extension for a return. Um, as someone near and dear to me told me a long time ago, 
The government is happy to keep your money as long as you want them to. You don't have to file extensions for that. But if you're going to pay late, you need to file an extension or there's late penalties and all this. So the uh, piece of trivia for you is actually if you file your return early mm-hmm. and you owe, you actually don't have to put the money in that day. You can file saying you owe. And as long as you deposit the money by the tax deadline, you're still okay. It's kind of interesting. It is interesting. Right. So because a lot of people think if you file an extension, if you owe money, you don't have to send that money right then, but you do. Well, no. So if you file an extension, then you have until October. And mm-hmm. so if you file an extension, then you don't have to pay till October because you're still trying to figure it out. There okay. might be some small payments due. You may have a situation where you, again, have to give an estimated tax. Again, that's something to talk to your tax professional <laughs> right, about. for sure. But no, let's just say you're doing a regular tax return. Okay. Okay. It is the middle of March and taxes are not due until April 18th. You do your tax return middle of March mm-hmm. and you're going to get uh, two grand back from Uncle Sam. Woohoo. Right? Right. So you submit it right then and there because you want to get that two G's as fast as you can. Right. Fair? Fair. Okay. But you do your return and, oh, smack. I owe Uncle Sam <laughs> yeah. two Gs. Right. What do you do? What do we do? What do we do? We're just not going to file our return until April 18th. We're going to let it sit there in the queue right. or in an unsent you know, electronic document for six weeks because we don't want to pay right now. Makes sense? It does. That makes no sense. So um, you will go ahead and you can submit right there. says, hey, we owe you some money. I owe you two Gs, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to pay today. I'm going to pay uh, by the deadline of April 18th. So if you file early, you can ask for your money right away. But if you file early, you don't have to pay if you were to owe right then and there. No, you could. No, you could pay. Pay early. Right. Because who wants that. that lingering over their head, right? Again, that's... Case by case, if you have six weeks and it's a large enough sum of money, you can make money on your money. So whether it's lingering and all that, it depends on um, what your situation is and what you're trying to accomplish. But just thought that was always kind of interesting because I thought if you filed early and you had to pay, it means you had to pay early, but you don't. See, you're so full of information, Dewey. Well, I guess that's (laughs) part of it, things you learn along the way. Um, So the next thing you need to do is if you're going to file a tax return with a professional, you need... I guess even if you're doing it yourself, you need to gather your documents. Yes. What would some of those documents be? Well, obviously your W-2, right? W-2. What is yes. that? It's what you earn. Oh, that's that's your <laughs> wage statement. That's your wage statement. Yes, your W-2. Yes. 1099s. What, 1090, what are 1099s? Independent contractors. Holy moly. Cycles. What are 1099? Independent contractors. 1099. 1099 is a, a tax form. Okay. Right? Close, close. Yes. That uh, says that you have some... Um, Money's earned. Mm-hmm. There's a 1099 NEC, non-employee compensation. Okay. That's to independent contractors. 1099 INT, interest. I always call it 1099 interest. Right. 1099 INT. 1099 B, those are gains and losses from stocks, bonds, and other securities. And then 1099 R, <laughs> those are distributions made from pensions, annuities, IRAs, and other plans. So there are four types of 1099s. Did you know that? I did not, but I knew about the 1099. 1099, right? So <laughs> right. we do kind of dumb it down to W-2s and mm-hmm. 1099s. Those right. are the main things. And in this day and age, some don't come uh, in the mail anymore, uh, traditional mail. They come email. Right. So we're going to recommend that you go through your mail, open your email. And everyone should have gotten those by now. Yes, you're supposed to get those in uh, January and February. Mm-hmm. So by the end of February, if you don't have them, then uh, you need to reach out to those companies or those employers right. to find out where they're at. But absolutely. So gather your documents. And those are the simple ones. What else besides 1099s and W-2s would you need to gather? Probably re- receipts, right? 
I think so. Depending Receipts. on your job, especially, you know, the whole work at home thing, especially in the age of COVID has been a very interesting thing because people want to deduct their office chair and their light and, you know, maybe that candle that gives them that extra zen during their workday. And like that. uh, yes, that's, that's not, important. yeah, it's all important, but it may not necessarily be deductible. So that's correct. So some of it is deductible and some of it's not deductible, mm -hmm. right? So that's where um, itemizing your deductions and figuring out where you stand is important. The home office tax deduction is a real deal, but you need to understand the rules. And again, if you start to deduct things that you're really not supposed to, or you're going above and beyond the limits, that's where you're going to get ding, 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 red flagged right. for that potential audit. So that's um, very serious on both sides. Um what else besides receipts? And those are very, very important. Um, what else? Well, you know, I have kids. So there's childcare receipts, there's camp, there, you know, there's certain deductions like that, that you're able to, to claim, right? So those are all going to be in the category of, of uh, receipts. Right. So yes, what you can uh, claim. Kid receipts. Kid receipts. Well, we, I was going to take it just to the step um, along those lines, but mm -hmm. if you're divorced, mm -hmm. then your deductibility of the child is dependent upon the divorce decree. Right. Some are you can deduct one year and the um, other parent can deduct can the next them. year. So yes. So right. again, that is a form that either you'll need to provide or if you're having a professional do your return, they will want a copy of your divorce decree at least the first year mm -hmm. so they can see what years you might receive that child uh, deduction versus um, the other parent, if that's the case. So that's another form. So again, get your documents in order. Get your papers lined yes. up. You know, um, out of all the interviews I do about tax season and everything else, that's the one thing everyone says. Is that Have what your documents. Have your documents. You know, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And um, what else is there? There is just different levels of uh, your income, mm -hmm. and that would determine what your tax bracket, bracket. is. Yes. So after December 31st, 2021, you've earned all your wages. So really, there's nothing you can do to reduce your tax right. situation. Is that true? Hmm, I don't know. <laughs> Trick question. It's false. Come it on, for sure. Oh, okay. So you have the ability until April 18th this year to um, invest in an IRA. Have you heard of these? Of course. Individual retirement account. And so if you put it into a fully tax deductible IRA, not a Roth IRA, but a tax deductible traditional IRA, you actually can reduce your taxable income for 2021 mm -hmm. by the amount that you put into this IRA. And you may be eligible for a partial deduction. Again, I won't get into the different levels of that on this show, but you can actually reduce your taxable income for 2021 post haste. Hmm. means after the fact. Let's do it. No. All you're going to do is write a little check to uh, yourself mm -hmm. or to your uh, custodian or your brokerage firm or your bank to make a uh, traditional IRA contribution for 2021. You have until the tax deadline. Another little uh, piece of trivia there for you, Brooke, is if you file an extension, mm -hmm. you can then put uh, your SEP Simplified Employee Pension, or your Keo contribution. These are other 
tax shelter retirement vehicles, SCPs, we call them SEPs, and Kios, you can do that until your extension deadline of October. And I believe that number for 2021 is $58,000, if I'm not mistaken. So you can go ahead. The uh, IRA, just so you know, is $6,000 with a $1,000 step-up provision if you're 50 or older. But these are ways that you can absolutely reduce your taxable income before you file your tax return and maybe you get back a little more cha-ching, cha-ching. How's that sound? We love that. Yes, if you qualify. And then so check out, and if you don't qualify for a uh, deductible IRA, please contribute to a Roth IRA if you can mm-hmm. and encourage that because the Roth IRA, you don't get a tax deduction now, but you'll get a, uh, a very substantial tax savings later. Later, right? Very much important. Um, and then a financial fact, since this is a financial yes. f- uh, podcast, if you take $6,000, which could be your traditional IRA or your Roth IRA contribution amount. Forget to catch up because this is for our younger viewers and younger listeners. 6000 mm-hmm. If you do it from age 25 to age 50, how many years is that? A lot. <laughs> Brooke loves to say a lot. <laughs> I do not like math. 25 to 50, <laughs> yes. 50 down to 25. Mm-hmm. 25 up to 50 is 25 years. 25 years. So um, you could start at 20. And go to 45, you could start at 30 and go to 55. But we're going to kind of give people just smack dab in the middle of their earning and working years of 25 to 50, age 25 to age 50. If you can uh, squirrel away $6,000 a year, Mm -hmm. that's $150,000 that you've put away. 150,000, six times 25, 150,000 bucks. That's a good start. Yeah, for sure. Right. Right. That's savings. Well, if you invest it and you get just the standard stock market return of 8% per annum compounded, that grows to just under 500,000, around 473,000 bucks. So if you can put in 6,000, get 8%, another 6,000, another 8%, another 6,000, guess what? When you're age 50, not even age 60, not age 65, not even an old person yet, Right. all those over 80, <laughs> 85, and 90, you're still middle-aged in my book. <laughs> but uh, again, for the younger viewers, do it. Just do it. 25 to 50, wow. 25 years, 6,000 a year, that's 150000 you put away. And just in traditional investments that get you a return of 8%, you could have almost half a million dollars. And if it's in an IRA, traditional, you got a deduction all those years on your tax return. Every 6000 currently is about $1,500 that you would get back on your tax return. So if you're doing your taxes and you say, hey, I can qualify for it and deductible IRA, mm-hmm. and you go ahead and write that check for 6000 deposit into a brokerage account or whatever, then you actually get about 1500 bucks off of your tax return. So that's a way that invest wow. in yourself, right. reduce your taxes. That's a win-win. And have a savings. And have a savings. We call right. it having investing. Yes. Forget savings. Cash <laughs> yes. is trash. Okay, okay, okay. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. And then the next one is, again, if you put into a Roth IRA mm-hmm. because you don't get a deduction, that's okay. You didn't get the $1,500 deduction now, but that same almost 500000 bucks is tax-free money later when you are that really, really middle-aged. We had David Provost on, and we said mature. Mm -hmm. When you get really mature, you can pull that money out without taxes. So that's very important stuff, Um, and um, we want to say that loud and clear so everyone uh, is fully aware. Uh, What else, Brooke? I think that might be kind of the basics. Um, One thing that people are asking about this year is crypto. Yes. We'll do just a couple minutes on crypto and where that falls in the tax yes. scheme of things. Investment or property? 
Is it either one of those? I thought it was a collectible. I, no, I think it's a property. It's real estate. It's real estate. Real estate, yeah. right? So mm-hmm. again, when people say it's a property, you get all freaked out. Oh my gosh, crypto's a property. Right. What do we do? What do we do? <laughs> well, if it's real estate, what do you do? Oh, real estate, that's easy. Okay, I get cash flow. I get income from it. And I just got to put that down as uh, you know, income, passive income. I got to pay tax. And then uh, the buying and the selling of the real estate, there's a uh, capital gain there or a loss there, 1035 exchange. And so with that, there's... A few simple things for our audience and for you today, Brooke. Mm-hmm. One is that if you buy and sell, then it's just a capital gain. Okay. And so if it's less than a year that you've done it, um, it's a short term capital gain. So check out the tax rates. It's higher. If you bought and sold your crypto and it's been over a year since you bought it, and then when you sold it, that transaction's over a year, then that's long term. It's a lower tax uh, rate. Okay. So it's beneficial. You can also put, if you have different buy dates, if you bought four or five or six different times or 10 or 20 or 30 different times, and then you sold some or sold different parts here and there, you can actually then match up your buys and your sells um, yourself. And you can do a, last in first out, which would mean the last purchase and the first one, maybe it's short term. And if it's a loss, you can write that off against your gains. So again, you can use a professional to help you uh, match up your gains and your losses with any investment, real estate, stocks, bonds, or crypto. crypto, Okay. But there's something interesting. Most people don't know about crypto besides just buying it uh, or holding it Mm -hmm. and maybe even selling it. um, There are things you can do called staking it. There are other ways that you can, um, lend your crypto to the companies that are holding it for you or to other people and you can earn interest Hmm. on your crypto. So again, that'll be a part of our crypto uh, podcast. Go check that one out. But with that, any um, profits that you make or if someone uh, pays you for services in crypto, Mm -hmm. that's income. So that is not a gain. That's considered um, income. So that's taxed as income. Right. So um, again, talk to your tax professional about the details, but in general sense, crypto can be a capital gain as real estate. You also can't depreciate it. I think real estate you could depreciate, right? So another trick uh, (laughs) out there for real estate investors, depreciate. But uh, with that, uh, did we miss anything? Anything else to talk about? Taxes for 2021? I know. It's a thing. It's happening. It's here. Yeah, April 18th, again, is the deadline. So um, be prepared. As we always say, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Right. So um, you have a little bit of time. Extra time, in fact, right? Extra weekend. (laughs) You do get a weekend. Right. Absolutely. So uh, don't wait till that final weekend. Get it done now. Be proactive. That's something we say around here all the time. Uh, But I think we covered it. So we'll, uh, we'll move on to something else, but this is episode 13 of season two, number 55. Number 55. So again, thanks everyone for listening, uh, subscribing, downloading. Like. YouTube, yes, like, <laughs> ring the bell. And with that, Brooke, I guess we'll wrap up and okay. say. We're just getting started. We're just getting started. Thanks, Dewey. Booyah. The opinions expressed in this program are for general information purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or any specific security. It's only intended to provide education about the financial industry. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor prior to investing. Any past performance discussed during this program is no guarantee of future results. Any indices referenced for comparison are unmanaged and cannot be invested into directly. As always, please remember investing involves risks and possible loss of principal capital. Please seek advice from a licensed professional.